0: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the
1: Rowdy Magolite Show, sponsored by On-Tire Tailgate Systems. the track, the Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. Alright everyone, welcome back to a Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglat Show. Uh we're gonna roll tonight. Got Kyle calling in here pretty quick but we're going uh Ken Bruce calling in tonight from Big Diamond Speedway going to let us know what he's got going on this weekend, guys. Up at Big Diamond's got a, a big race this weekend. And uh, Ken will be calling in here at, in uh, 10 after. So uh, we got Kyle also calling in. Hey, welcome, Kyle. Hey, Rowdy. How's it going? Uh, it's going good, uh, Kyle. We got Ken Bruce calling in tonight with Big Diamond and uh, they got a big show this weekend going on. We're going to talk a little bit about that with Ken. Also, uh, Kyle, you know, uh, some big news kind of dropped in this uh, afternoon. I was kind of checking out that Kyle Larson is uh, starting his own midweek dirt series and got 12 races, a 12 race series going to go on in 2023, Kyle. Gives us another place to go. He's going to draw a crowd just showing up. He always does. And guys, I don't tell you, anybody, when you go, he is really good with the fans. I mean, this guy really... If you want a picture, autograph. If it's where he can, he's gonna go all and beyond to, to get that done. So uh hey, uh got right waiting on Kim Bruce Kyle in. Kyle, I'm gonna play that little bit of uh Carson uh corner Mosak that we had uh, we had him on I think uh two shows ago and I want to play just a little bit of that.
2: Obviously it's pretty different, you know, mostly focusing on ovals with the ARCA car and uh, just trying to build up my experience there. And uh, obviously that's why we went to Trans Am was to to build up the road course experience side. Um, and I've enjoyed that, but the, the bigger tracks, that the ARCA runs on has been a blast and, Uh, still got a lot of learning to do there, especially the bigger tracks with when the arrow comes into play. Uh, I feel like I have pretty good amount of experience on the shorter tracks, you know, with my late models and and legend cars, but, uh, just learning the arrow and and how to race the big tracks, even without the arrow is still different. Um, a little bit different style racing, but I feel like I'm able to separate the two pretty well.
1: I always feel comfortable getting back into both cars.
2: Um, and I, I feel like I can transition pretty easily now. So, uh,
1: what's your thoughts on running a, a, a d- dual races like you did at Portland and and in uh, Sonoma?
2: Um, yeah, Portland, you got to run the uh, Xfinity car and the Aqua car, so that was good experience. And um, unfortunately, we both were in the rain pretty much the whole time, so that actually probably made them feel more similar um the biggest difference i noted was just the overall grip that the xfinity car had over the arc um but the extra laps in the track i think helped for both series and uh you know being able to bounce back and forth between the cars was was relatively uh, an easy transition there uh,
1: so uh connor what why she with an arco what what Now that you're in the Ark Menard series, what's your goals you set for yourself? Well, at the beginning of the year, I had 10 races, and
2: uh, I'd set a goal to go and win three of them. And it was off to a little bit rockier start than I think we would have liked or had thought. Um, And now I'm I'm running the truck race at Mid-Ohio. Instead of the Ark race, I think that was one that I could have been, we could have gone and won that one in the Arca race, so, you know, I feel like I'd still be happy, Uh, be really happy to be able to still win two Arca races with the uh, five we have left, and uh, I feel like that is doable, especially as our cars are getting better and I'm getting more comfortable in the car and on those kinds of tracks, Um, and then we also still go to Watkins Glen, which is like a place I'm I'm pretty strong at, so hopefully we can go get a win there and, and knock off one at one of these ovals as well.
0: Hey Connor, you got Kyle here. First off, I just want to say thank you and, and, and to your, your consultant, Rod Wortham, for letting us have you on tonight. Uh, my first question for you is, um, talk a little bit about how your Xfinity debut went. Um, that's something I've been curious to ask you. Um, seeing you run as well as you did up until the accident and, um, you know, what was it like running that race and then going over to the Arco West race, which was mainly a wet race? Um, you were going wet and dry in the 18 car, the Xfinity car, and then you had a, an all wet race with the ARCA West Series at Portland.
2: Yeah, I felt um, overall still felt really good about the Xfinity race. Obviously, we had good speed and uh, we were able to run the top three for a while and, and second for a little bit. Um, I think we could have stayed up there and finished in the top five. We got a penalty, which uh, obviously you know put us back in the in like 25th. And, and I, I felt like it was not very justified. We were told we could we could run over that curve, even though it, it did look pretty bad. When I went back and watched it, that was what I was told I could do. And they uh, decided to change their minds on it after I did it. So uh, I don't really feel like I could have – I would have done anything different, you know, how I'd known what I'd known. But um, overall, I was just happy with the speed and, and grateful for the opportunity. And uh, just, it was unfortunate, obviously, to get out in the crash. But we showed we were there. So that's what, um, was like, the main goal was accomplished for sure. And then uh, transitioning over to the ARCA race, I feel like we had a really good shot there. I think we we had the best car for sure. We were had really good speed just once we, we had to pit more than we wanted to with some motor issues. And um, we got those fixed, but when we, we came back out, and third or fourth and uh got to the leader we were we were had we had the speed on them but there was just so much spray so much water that you really couldn't see anything when you're behind another car so nobody could race we kind of just were holding on at the end you couldn't see hardly anything so uh, it's probably one of the more uh, unsafe times I've ever felt in a car but thankfully they did cut it a little bit short and uh, we all stayed in one piece
0: Connor, can you talk a little bit about your your Super Speedway experience? Um, I know you haven't run a many, but you're, you've run more this year with Brent Holmes. I mean, how has that been going for you, and, and what are some of the things you've learned running that twenty three car?
2: Yeah, uh, again, the biggest thing is just been learning how the air works. Um, you know, Kansas and Charlotte have you know been the the main two that I've had to deal with thirty air, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm definitely getting more comfortable with it and a lot of it's just getting comfortable with placing the car where you feel comfortable and, and where you want. Whereas like my first couple of races, like when I raced Kansas last year, um, you're still just kind of getting comfortable with those speeds, being around other cars. So you, you don't, there's definitely a lot of time you lose like passing lap cars and, and even side drafting with other cars that once you get more comfortable at those tracks and at those speeds, you're able to do a lot easier, and it definitely, you know, leads to having a better race overall.
0: My last question for you is you have Mid-Ohio this weekend. Um, who do you think your your biggest competition is going to be come Friday evening? It's hard to say.
2: I mean, the truck series has been so competitive recently. It seems like there's a lot of different guys that are able to run up front. Uh, I know, I mean, 42 trucks have been really strong recently, especially going uh, like against Sonoma. And uh, so I feel like he'll be one of the guys to beat for sure um, but I'm sure there's you know the competition's really strong up front so we'll have a lot of guys to deal with but I feel like I probably have the most experience uh, at that track than, than a lot of those guys and I was just there two weeks ago in the, for the Trans Am race and we had a lot of good speed so um, hopefully that translates over to the truck
1: so uh, Connor you want to thank the guys kind of the that- back at the shop helps you get to the track each week
2: yeah absolutely you know going to this truck race this weekend i feel like shane will have us hooked up and we'll uh we'll have a really good truck and hopefully have really good speed and obviously my guys at uh, team S L R down in florida they bring me great cars every week and they're a big reason of the developing me as a driver and and how well we are able to do this year uh it was a lot of that to them so um, hopefully we can just keep getting better and, and be in a good
1: position the rest of the season. Connor, what about the uh, sponsors that makes you go round and round on the track?
2: Partners this year, we just had First Supply in our car uh, up in Wisconsin at Road America, and of course my main sponsor is Nick Taylor Underwear, or Interstate Foams.
1: All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy so show uh, Ken, Bruce, and Ken's uh, got a big show this weekend at Big Diamond Speedway, and welcome back, Ken.
0: Oh, thank you, Riley. Thanks for having me on.
1: Man, uh, what's it like when those big blocks come to run it at Big Diamond?
0: Well, you know, we had the show with the Super Dirt Series Big Block Cars there last night, and, uh, it was a great show all around. We had a really good crowd, really good field of cars, the best of the best were there, and, um, I think everyone enjoyed it. I know that talking to the drivers and the officials from the Super Dirt Series afterwards, they had a good time. Uh, you know, Jake, who does the track, he had a good good turnout, and um, we were very pleased with everything and how it worked out last night.
1: It, it. There's a lot goes into a show, isn't it, Ken? I mean, you know, you just don't throw up a sign and say, hey, we're going to race. It, it takes a lot of planning, and, and hopefully the weather works with
0: you. Yeah, no, it It did. It, there's a lot. Like, we were supposed to race Tuesday night and then that got rained out. Uh, so we did it last night. And rainouts don't usually work as good as the originally scheduled show, but and we probably lost some people because Cutstown raced the same night. You know, some fans that would have been there. and We lost a couple drivers that, uh, you know, went to Kutztown. But all in all, it, it was very successful and uh, you know, they're going to work towards trying to get it back next year. It's uh, You know, you see the 358th every week at Big Diamond and Everybody loves them, but when you get the big blocks out there and roar them Motors and you get, uh, you know, 28 of them there going around the track for the feature, it's, it's a pretty uh, it's a spectacle to see for
1: sure. So you you had 28 cars? Well, we had 34
0: cars total, four 34. total,
1: 28 that's, that's good. for the feature. That's a pretty awesome car count. So And it, being a rain out, of crowd pretty good.
0: Yeah, the crowd was real good. Like I said, you know, we lost some of the Kutztown probably because, you know, they're only about uh, 45 minutes away from us. So, but uh, all in all, the crowd was very good. Hey, Ken, you got Kyle here. First of all, thanks for coming on to the Rowdy Maglite show tonight. Um, big, big event for you guys last night. Um, my first question for you is, uh, did, uh, did Todd Lodine happen to, uh, stop by last night? I know he was kind of hinting at it. Um, did he have, did he still come last night or did he, did he not show up? Cause I know his, his last NASCAR stuff starts coming up at Pocono pretty soon here. No, Todd was there last night. He came up, he came up in the booth. He, uh, he helped the super dirt car series announcer Mike Mallett. He up called a couple of races and, uh, I got to meet him it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, his brother Jeff was always one of my favorites back when I was a lot younger, but, uh, yeah, it was really nice. He had a good time. He really seemed to enjoy himself. And, uh yeah, we hope he could. We're trying to get him in a big block for one show, you know, so he said he did it, but we're still working on that. What was the competition like in the Super Dirt Car Series race last night? Matt Shepard took home the win, Stuart Fries in second. I mean, what, what did it look like from your vantage point last night? Uh, the competition was good. Uh, um, Ryan down, who's probably one of the hottest drivers on the modified drivers in the... In the- East Coast there he started on the pole, and uh Matt started third Stu we started seventh i believe, and um Matt got ryan i'd say fairly early in the race, I think it was the first restart it's probably like around lap ten or something and uh Matt started to drive away and then once Stu worked himself past uh ryan uh go down he he could stay with Matt but not he could Matt had an advantage. Stu couldn't really run him down, but he wasn't letting him get away. But it got interesting towards the end there because the track was great all night. Right near the end, it started to lock down a little bit, and uh, lap cars started getting in the way of Matt, and Stu got up on him right on his bumper there at the end. So that made it a little interesting, but um, the talent was awesome. Uh, You know, their their top 10, 15 drivers and points were all there, and we had a good local flavor there. And, uh, you know, some big names, some past tankers at Big Diamond were there. And um, it, the talent was great. The racing was great. And uh, hopefully they will come back again next year. My last question for you is, can you just talk a little bit about some of the upcoming events at Big Diamond? I know it's not September yet for the Coal Cracker 72, but what are what are what are, what can we expect with some of the local shows coming up in the next couple of weeks? Well, we have to, you know, yeah, uh, this Friday night we got the ULMS late models uh, coming. Hopefully, it looks like we'll actually get them in this time because they've been rained out. We had them on the schedule twice so far, and they got rained out. So uh, it looks like we'll get them in this week, which is good. So I'm interesting to see how many of them show up, and uh, I know a lot of people look forward to watching the late models, especially the super late. So that should be a good show. Um, we got the Prelude to the Coal Cracker, which is in August. Um, that's I think it pays ten grand to win. I don't have exactly the schedule in front of me here right now, but uh, I'm not sure exact date. But that pays uh, ten grand to win, so that's that's always a good show. And you know, we got some specials. our uh, US, or uh, USAC East Coast, I believe, is coming back. Uh, we got Super Sportsman coming. I think the Crate Late Models will be here one week, and then of course it all winds down in September with the big Coal Cracker weekend. You know, uh, Sunday. First, I mean, September, $17,000 to win. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Utica Room runs a big race that day, too. So we probably won't have some of the drivers that we would like to have, but it doesn't matter because we have a great field of drivers there every Friday night, and uh, it's always a good show no matter who's there.
1: So, Ken, let's talk just a minute about, uh, you know, if you can't always make the the race, uh, dirt track, digest streaming service that you offer also
0: yes we're on dirt track digest tv every friday night Uh last night was on dirt vision because of the super dirt series but every other show we have is all, always on dirt track digest uh, dot tv that's pay-per-view uh you know depending on the um what's there that night the price you know it's easy it's easy what the price right around what the price of admission would be if you went to the track yourself um with, so, it's not a bad deal if you got two or three people watching it, so. But, uh, we do a good, you know, we gotta, I, you know, I'm a little biased, obviously, cause I write for com and I do some stuff for DTVTV, so. But I think we do a real good job. We got a, a good crew up there every Friday night. And, uh, you know, I I look forward to, I mean, I'm there most Fridays, you know, some Fridays, every now and then I'll miss a Friday because of other things, but I make sure I watch it or, uh, I'll watch it first thing the next morning and, uh, because you can you can also join monthly and watch replays of any race. So that's I believe it's nine ninety nine a month. Or it might be fourteen ninety nine a month. I'm not exactly sure, but you can sign up for that and you can watch any race in our archives. So that's a good deal. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fun to be a part of. And you know, streaming's big right now in racing.
1: Well, gas at five dollars a gallon. You kind of think. You know, you got to weigh your options, I guess. But sometimes, it I, I mean, I went on to the Facebook page and seen some of the clips in there. <laughs> they have some exciting, pretty good shots. If, if those are yeah. anyway tied to to uh, Dirt Track Digest, those are absolutely wonderful looking shots.
0: Yeah, we we got two great cameramen. Um... You know, uh, we got Jim Murdoch, who is, uh, very, he's a veteran in this field. And, uh, he, he's actually a news, uh, a newsman for, I think, channel, some channel in, uh, central Jersey. He's, uh, he's been doing that for a while. And then we got Rusty Rhodes. He's done, he's done NASCAR stuff. He's done pro football and, and he's done all kinds of stuff. And he's there every Friday night, either on the camera or doing the producing. So we got a good crew and, uh, we strive to do our best. Not every night's great, you know, sometimes you miss things. With only one camera on a weekly show, it's hard to catch everything. Like, you know, we might miss a wreck or a flip or something. We try to keep it where the action's going, but uh, it's hard to catch everything with just one camera sometimes.
1: It it, it absolutely is. (laughs) It it is. Uh, So so what's next? I know Kyle asked you so. I mean, where were you, you, you're, you're a rider for them, So you go to different tracks when you're not at big diamond.
0: Yeah, I, I go to big diamond. Like I said, most every Friday. Um, I went to Bridgeport last Saturday night. Uh, that was fun. You know, I, I I'm the down there I'm friends with. I like to go watch them every now and then. And I go to all the, uh, I try to go to all the, you know, the turf track super series South races down here and, uh, I like to get up to Orange County Speedway a couple times a year and I try to go all over. You know, I try to, you know, diversify myself and it's hard going to Big Diamond every Friday night. So sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, not take off a Friday, but if I have something to do, I'll, if I want to go to that Friday, I'll try to get another track, run up to Grandview. Grandview is closest track to my house. So I'll try to go up there and uh, watch the guys. I like, I like going to the races. I like watching them. Um, it's great, I became friends with a lot of the drivers and the fans and the promoters and everything. I, I have a good time, it's my passion. I've been doing this, and not doing this and recording and stuff, but I've been going to modified racing since I was 10 years old and uh, I'm almost 63 now, so it's been going a lot of years. And, um, you know, I've just been doing the writing part of it since 2015 and man, I wish I would have got into it earlier because I really enjoy it.
1: So uh, what's it like hanging out with Dino?
0: Dino's cool. Dino's really—he's a good guy. <laughs> he's turned into be a really—he's turned into be a real nice friend. Uh, you know, and we we get along real great, and it's fun working with him on Friday nights.
1: Yeah, he's—we went to Mahoney uh, Valley, and uh, we had a good time. He, he 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 run up and down those steps like like he was seventeen. <laughs> yeah,
0: well he he does that he does that diamond every Friday night too. Something like to worry about, especially on them real hot nights. I don't know what the sets of Mahoney are like. But the ones at Diamond are pretty steep. <laughs> Come on, Dino. You okay there?
1: <laughs> so, Kim, man, we appreciate you. Uh, you want to give out some thanks to everybody that helps you put on your show?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I I, appreciate you guys for having me on, you know, giving a big Diamond plug here. We do it. Uh, I I just thank you to Jake Smalley and Jasmine who run the track. You do a great job. Uh, you know, we had some earlier in the year, we had some track issues. Um, a lot of it had to do with weather, but for the last three, four weeks, track was super, uh, racing bot, middle, bottom, top. Uh, you know, I thank all the photographers we have there and all the writers and all our workers and, you know, our, uh, guy at race, our race director, Casey Boucher does a great job. He's so organized. It's ridiculous. He like, makes me mad he's so organized, but, uh, yeah, we're having a good year. Uh, once we got past the month of May, where we rained out the whole month, but uh, once we got past that, it's been going really good. The racing has been great. Got good points battle going between Dwayne Howard and Brett Presley, um, Craig Von Dorn, Loudon Reimer. They're not too far behind. So uh, I'm looking forward to you know the last eight, seven, eight weeks of the year. It's going to be a blast.
1: And Kim, where can they follow you and keep up with Big Diamond Speedway?
0: Well, they can follow Big Diamond on the Facebook page. Big Diamond, that um, yeah, Jake does a great. Jake, Jake and Casey do a great job keeping that updated with all the points and all what's upcoming and results and things like that. Um, I do the results every usually on the weekends. I do the results for Dirt Track Digest uh, for all over the place, not just all the dirt tracks around for the modifieds. And you can find at me at at DTD Mike. And uh, I do all them for Dirt Track Digest. That's one of my jobs for them. So I do that. And, uh, you yeah, know, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, I, have a, I have a page called Northeast Dirt Modified on Facebook. That's good. And we also have a page that I started it's called uh, Friday Night scoople I can't think of the word of it right now, but it's, it's a, Friday Night Schuylkill Racing or something on uh, on Facebook. So we do that. And we try to get all the information out when we can. So, uh, and I, You can follow me on Facebook or on Twitter, too, at Fan 25
1: Well, that's why I asked you a while ago, did, if you want, at Big Diamond, because, I mean, that web page, y'all have got stuff from everywhere. It looks like a PA on dirt. A lot of information yeah, yeah, on your yeah.
0: Kirsten Snyder does a great job with our webpage, and uh, you know it's, it's big Big D speed, Speedway dot net, and uh, she keeps it updated. Every time I send her something, it's posted right away. So it's uh, you can go there and check out our schedule, and you know, what's upcoming, past results, points, pho- photographs. Like I said, we got great photographers that contribute to it. So uh, come on board, and we hope to see all the folks out. Like we are, we have the pay per view, but we'd rather see folks in the stands. Absolutely
1: good though we got a chance to do both so ken thanks a lot for being part of the show again tonight no
0: problem rowdy anytime you want me on just give me a call maybe we'll do something for the coal cracker do a preview if you'd like hey
1: sounds great sounds good let's do it
0: all right sounds good sir. all
1: right thank you thanks ken (laughs)
0: thanks kyle
3: thanks rowdy at times like this i think how lucky i am to be a nascar winston cup driver And how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at
1: times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. You go. All right, Kyle. All right, Kyle. Hey man, I appreciate you getting Kenny on for us tonight. Kenny on for us tonight. Yeah, Rowdy, uh,
0: sorry, I had a moment there, but uh yeah, um, you know, Kenny Bruce, really good. Um, you know, I've been I was introduced to him through Dino. Um, you know, Dino's now the announcer of Big Diamond Speedway every Friday night and every night they have a race, so uh yeah you know he's been really good you know he's been helping us out a lot you know unfortunately I could not make the super dirt race last night I had to work but um you know I would have been good if it was Tuesday Rowdy but uh Mother Nature didn't have that in the plans and you know how that goes so um well Rowdy I, you know we're, you and I have been talking maybe we'll get you the big diamond when you get up here um that's kind of still in the works right now you know we can't we can't confirm it yet but we're still working on that but um I'd love to get you there. Um, so you know, as part of your your your, your PA track tour, like we kind of did last year. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes, and um, you know, another great night from him. I'm glad we had him on right after the Super Dirt Car Series race. Uh, big event for that that track. Their their return there since 2009, and uh, it's kind of cool to see that you know, um, to see, uh, see the Super Dirt Car Series, just to see like Matt Shepard and Stuart Friesen. You know, some big names come up, you know, and, uh, really just, you know, put it to the field last night. So, um, you know, and, you know, like you mentioned, the cold cracker 72 in September, 72 laps, 17,000 to win. Alex Jankowski with the popular hometown win last year. Um, I believe he actually ran last night. He got a top five. So in the super dirt car series race. So I, I know he's going to have to keep an eye out on him. And, uh, yeah, he, he's kind of, uh, has changed up the schedule a little bit this year. He's not been running Big Diamond every week. He's been running Utica Rome up in New York, uh, every other week. And I know he's been running a little bit of Orange County Speedway as well, Orange County Fair Speedway, that is. So, um, yeah, a lot of stories last night. Um, just a bummer I didn't get to see a Super Dirt Car Series race. Now, Rowdy, I've been to one other Super Dirt Car Series race. It was at Five Mile Point Speedway up in Kirkwood, New York, just, uh, south of Binghamton, New York. Uh, closely close to the border the PA New York border. Uh no no surprise there, Rowdy. Stuart Friesen won. Uh not by much but pep uh by a little bit over Pat Ward. So um it's good to you know good series and I'm glad uh I'm glad that's Big Diamond got to see it last night and actually see it in full force.
1: Yeah. i I it didn't work out for you on the first on Tuesday night though. I mean that's just the way it falls, and it sometimes weather can is the big factor in all this. But it didn't sound like it, sound like he had a good car, car count and the uh, crowd was good, Kyle. So guys, uh, we were talking about last week, or Monday night, we didn't get to to play uh, the crew chief off the number ninety, number nine car, Chase Elliott, and we've got Alan Gustafson uh, in the deadline room here, guys. And I, Kyle, I want to listen to the crew chief side of the, of the win in Atlanta, the new Super Speedway that that we call Kyle. Okay, we're now
2: joined by the winning crew chief of the number nine Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, and that is Alan Gustafson. We'll get right to questions for Alan. If you have one, please raise your hand, and we'll get you a mic. We'll start right here, then move to Bob.
4: Blake Smith, WLME, Owensboro. Alan, you left Charlotte with a chance, you know, you might not get any practice at all, and you didn't get any laps at all to the race. When you built that number nine car to bring it to Atlanta, did you build more uh, speed into it, or was it more uh, handling for that number nine machine? Yeah, I mean, obviously we knew we
3: weren't going to get any practice with the way the schedule is, and um, I think not qualifying was probably a little bit of an advantage for us. We we weren't focused on that really at all. We were more focused on the car driving well and racing well, and uh, I think if we would have had to qualify, we certainly wouldn't have been first and wouldn't have been able to have that first pit pick. So uh, that was fortuitous. It worked out for us. Um, you know, certainly it's earned by our performance in the past, but uh, yeah, it was I was pretty happy when it when it rained out. To be honest with you, I was pretty happy. That was that was a, that was a good step in the right direction for us.
4: Do you set this car up like a Daytona or a Talladega, or is it kind of a mixture in between?
3: No, I think mean, they're all they're all pretty different. You know, this I feel like this is really specific for this track. Um, you know, as much as any other circuit is. Uh, you know, you can't really you don't set it up like any other place. It's it's pretty specific. You know, it's got pretty specific needs you know obviously your car's got to be fast and and be able to draft well but has to be able to handle well too and um you know fortunately for us we hit it you know all the guys worked really hard on it and and uh, we were really good in the spring too i didn't do a great job on the strategy in the spring and didn't uh you know probably put us in the best position so i think i learned from that and, and we were ready to go this time go up here to bob Bob Parker's Fox Sports. I know who you are,
2: but uh, Yeah, we got you, Bobby. Talked to you a few times in my life. A um, few times. <laughs> me and you are tight. <laughs> uh, t- uh, I, you know, Chase kind of felt he kind of let one slip away or get away from him last week. He loses the lead here late, mm-hmm. and how like how big is this win considering those two factors when you look at Chase and his progression as a driver?
3: Yeah, I mean, I love gone three for three. You know, last week. He shoulda woulda coulda. But um yeah, I don't I don't necessarily feel like last week was all on him. I think that we needed a little bit better of a car. I think Randall and those guys on the team did a good job and they had a faster car than us, so we needed a little bit better of a car and, and need to execute the pit stop a little better and um you know, I certainly would have loved him to, to win the race but uh you know, there's things we could done on our side. So uh yeah, this week was yeah, it, you know, it's just tough. You don't you know you don't know coming in with no practice and certainly, you know, if we were talking earlier in the weeks, like it's really hard to know what to expect, but uh, I do feel like it played out pretty similar to the spring. And to finish it off was a big deal because I felt like we had the best car today. And with today's uh, generation of car and you know the scrutiny behind them, everybody's really close. So to get a car that is is above is is a big deal, and, and you know you want to pay that off and cash it out. And we were able to do it. Good, Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Um, there's been a lot of discussion this year about who's the championship favorite and and different drivers at different times have looked like they've kind of, you know, deserved that label. You guys have three wins now. You're leading the points by a pretty comfortable margin. Do you guys feel like you guys are the team to beat for the championship? And does it even matter? It doesn't matter. I don't think it's way early. I think that a lot of things can happen. You know, we can go next week and, and, you know, I don't know who all has two wins, but certainly William I know has two wins and he could go win or you know, Ross can win or you know, Danny could win or, or whoever, and you know, that, that's going to be the exact same question you'll ask them, right? So uh, I think you know, I've always said this. I feel like if we do our job and, and operate to our, our, our highest potential, I feel like we'll be uh, able to, to you know, give anybody a run for their money and compete on any given day. So we just focus on that and you know, focus on trying to improve. There's still things we can do better. The day was really well. I mean, it, it went really, really good. You don't get them to go this way lot but yeah I mean we can learn from today and we can continue to get better Loudon's not one of our best tracks so I think we got to bring our best effort there and and uh, you know try to improve and, and keep trying to get better and you know peaking at the right time is super critical uh, yeah still a long way to go we've looked at you know teams that team to kind of have success at different kinds of track this year there's not a lot of you know consistency across the board but looking at you guys and where you guys have ran well super speedways intermediate tracks Dover um, it seems like you guys are probably right there where you guys are good just about every week, every single week. Is that a fair assessment? Where you feel like you can go with this car and win any any given week in any given track? Yeah, certainly. You know, I'm proud of the fact that this team's handled this car as well as we have, and I feel like we've been really competitive week in and week out, uh, and you know, put ourselves in a lot of good positions. So, um, I think that's certainly one of our strengths. And consistency has really been you know one of our strengths and. Um, you know we just got to keep doing that and and uh, you know like the question Bob had is you know what what can kind of lack sometimes is just closing closing it out and we just if we can close out our consistency then that'll put us in a really good position. Good Nate?
5: Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. So Alan, um, Rick and Jeff were just in here and talking just about how good Chase was in those final three laps. And I think Jeff said something that you said something like, "How about that? How about that guy?" Um, I know you had the best car, but could you sort of evaluate Chase's performance? It seemed like it was pretty good today.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's not a superlative to say how good he is. I mean, he's just so good. He's so smart. He's such a great race car driver. Um, you know, he was doing a lot of things that uh, he's just one step ahead. And the kid's super, super smart. Really talented. Can handle a lot of situations, um, and you know, making it work there. We knew we needed to be the front of a lane. Um, I don't feel like it mattered as fast as our car. What lane it was, we just needed to get to where somebody wasn't, you know, blocking our progress. And him to be able to make that move on Martin was, was amazing. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch if Martin slipped or you know, he just kind of forced his way through there. But yeah, he he did great. I mean, he's he's just uh, he, he he did a, he did an amazing job. But he does every week. You know, he makes very few mistakes, and if he does, he's very quick to learn from them and improve. So. He had great talent and just a great person. Great. Over here to Matt Weaver. Matt, want to raise your hand?
4: Matt Weaver, Racing America. Uh, I'm curious about your your unload approach. Knowing that the weather would be warmer than it was in March, a lot less grip. Did you basically unbox in the same area
3: or did you guys kind of take advanced approaches to, to compensate for the weather? Yeah, I mean, kinda like I said, I felt like our car was really good in the spring. um, So I knew we had a good foundation to build off of. Certainly we had a few tweaks here or there. Uh, We weren't super fast in the spring, but our car drove really well, which really aligns itself for this situation, right? So uh, I knew that we were in a pretty good place that we didn't need to go um, really off the reservation or really depart very far from where we were. So I felt like if we could bring those same characteristics back and execute a little bit better of a race, we certainly have a shot, and, and we did that. And, and I was a little bit surprised with the pace in the car. Um, you know, it's hard to predict. You try to do that every week, but to have that was was certainly a was a benefit.
4: And then with this being Chase's home track, it's not your home track, but does it kind of then become the home track for the entire team? Do you feel off? Do you feed off that hometown energy for all of you guys?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot. The nine team has a lot at stake here at Atlanta. A lot of our partners are based here. Napa, uh, you know, has a huge presence in Atlanta. Hooters, Kelly Blue Book, Cox Automotive, uh, all those people who support us and uh, allow us to do what we do, you know, have a have a strong presence here in Atlanta. So that's a big deal. Uh, and then, yeah, for Chase, it's really rewarding to be able to help your friends and your teammates prosper and you know reach those milestones that they want to reach and accomplish things that they want to do. Uh, so it's special to do that. Uh, it's special for me. Any anytime you win, it's am- amazing, right? This is really hard to win in these, these races. It's really tough. And to win uh, and then to win for Chase here in Atlanta and then have all of our partners have such a huge, strong representation here in this, in this area, uh, in this state. So it's, yeah, really special, not only for us, but for them too. Over here to Jeff. What did you think of LaJoy going for it there? Is that what you thought would happen? Yeah, I didn't – I don't – yeah, I, I didn't I – Like I mean, like this is all happening really quickly and, and I'm not completely 100% focused on all that stuff, but I was expecting him to – yeah, whatever run he had, he had to keep it to the floor and go. You know, I, I don't think I would expect anything less. So uh, I'm sure that's what he did. Um, yeah, just, you, you know, you hate it. It didn't uh, – hey, he crashed. I mean You know, but that's unfortunately – the risk he had to take, and, and, you know, he took it, and I think anybody in his situation did the same thing. Does it get any sort of, like, respect points from the
2: garage when he shows up in Victory Lane and stuff like that?
3: I mean, I, Yeah, it's – I don't know. I can't comment on the garage, but I've, you know, had a relationship with Corey for, for a while. I've certainly had a relationship with his dad. I've got a lot of respect for his dad. You know, his dad's one of those guys that helped me out when I was a nobody and helps a lot of people out who don't have the resources and don't have the ability to – you know, get the seats and get the equipment and do everything they want to do. You know, he's always been a guy that steps up and helps young racers out and supports them. And I'm a huge fan of, of Randy's and, and certainly, you know, when I've been on Corey, same thing. So, um, yeah, for me, super happy that he uh, had a great run. And I'm just really happy that there was no hard feelings ever what happened.
2: Any more questions for Alan? We'll, uh, we'll go to Christian here and then uh, we'll let him go and bring in the
6: winning driver.
4: Uh, Christian Coley, kickingthetires.net.
3: Rick kind of discussed
1: that all four of the crew chiefs are communicating more than he's ever seen them. You know, kind of talking about how at this point William Byron and his team are kind of a little off now and y'all are
3: are succeeding. You know, kind of how are you kind of giving back the favor that they were giving to y'all back in the early parts of the season? it's always the same. You know, it isn't, you know, you guys see the box scores and you see this guy ran good or this guy didn't run good. It, you know, it's always the same. We're always continuously trying to help each other out and do the best job we can and, you know, share that resource as best as possible. And We generally want each other to do well. And, you know, the best thing you can really do as a teammate is perform so there's a model for somebody else to go and follow or to learn from. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we all do that really well. And, you know, you know, just specifically the 24, I've got, got a great relationship with Rudy. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he does an amazing job and been a great addition to our team. And, and William's done amazing. And yeah, so, um, you, you know, anything we can do and always that everything? Uh, supporting can be 15, each other. And, and uh, you know, they know they can do it. Like, I've been through what they're going through now. And that's not, you know, you like to think you can control these circumstances, but you can't, and, and they're just in a situation where some things are happening. they out of their control, and you just got to weather the storm. And you know, doesn't really matter till it, it, it's the last ten, and they'll be ready to go. I'm
1: very confident of that.
3: Thank you, Alan. Congratulations, yeah. and uh, good luck next week in New Hampshire. Thank you, appreciate it.
1: Hi, right, Kyle. I got New Hampshire next week, so uh, that's where they're rolling next week. But he's got another victory under his belt. That's eighty-five, uh,
0: right? Okay, nine. Okay, hey, you're all set. Huh? <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm gonna.
1: All right. I'm gonna, Kyle, I'm gonna do something. I and I wanted to play this last week or Thursday night, but we couldn't get it up, and it was uh, Tyler Reddick the pre-atlanta race after his first nascar cup win all
6: right we've now been joined by the most recent winner in the nascar cup series tyler reddick driver of the number eight chevrolet for richard childress racing tyler thanks for spending some time with us an exciting week for you um you mind to give us a little bit of a recap of of what life's been like since you left road america last sunday
4: i've been really busy Um, the 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 funny part is, I already had, I already knew I was gonna have a really busy week uh, between Road America and coming here to Atlanta. Um, but the wind just made that a little bit, a little bit crazier. So, um, you know, we had a lot of things going on. We had to do some flying commercially for for other things, like I said before the wind. So, um, it didn't really change my week up that much. You know, other than doing a little bit of media um, on Friday. Uh, but yeah, it was a busy week, so I didn't have a lot of time to really relax, other than you know try and relax all I could on, on, on uh, Monday. So, week flew by. It felt like two, to three days went by, and here we are back at the track, so that's not a bad thing.
6: All right. We're now going to go to questions for Tyler. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you, and we're going to start with Bob here in the middle.
2: Uh, Bob Pachris, Fox Sports. Last time here, you had a right rear mm-hmm. issue, right? Correct? Yeah. Um, so, you, are you concerned about that, or do you feel like you all have figured out what those issues were the last time you were here
4: yes it, it is a uh, you know it's in the back of my head for sure uh but what one thing that was really interesting about you know those failures between myself ross chastain and ricky stenhouse is we were quite a bit different um a lot of the rear suspension settings so um that kind of leads me to, to believe that it wasn't necessarily how we had our car set up or even how they had their car set up uh, maybe it was something else but but certainly, you know, having the, the bumps off a of turn, two or the really big bump that we had, smoothed down, I think, would help with that. Um, and, you know, they've obviously made some changes, put some hash marks around this racetrack, which I think, uh, you know, is, is a good thing. Um, they've worked on the front straightaway a little bit, rounding the wall. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess still have those concerns. Um, but honestly, there's there's not much we can do about it if they do present themselves again. We'll just, you know, go out there and try and run the best race possible and hopefully we're in a position where that won't happen again. You know, there was, you know, I'd say probably about 15, 16 other Chevrolets out there that didn't have that problem. So hopefully, you know, we, we don't have any this time around.
6: All right, additional questions for Tyler? Okay, we'll go back to Mark and then up front tonight.
3: Mark, Garrell PRN. I was just talking to uh, Chase Briscoe. He's got a win. He's qualified for the playoffs, but he doesn't. Necessarily feel safe with 13 different winners. I mean, how do, do you feel like? Do you feel safe? I mean, you've got the wind Do you do you feel safe even though we only three spots left before we start getting into other areas?
4: I feel safe just in the sense of the speed we've had. Um, yeah, we got that win, which is really great. But you know, um, I don't I don't feel safe in the sense where, and we're, we're by no means gonna relax a little bit. You know and and kind of glide through the rest of the season. There's huge opportunities in front of us every single week now to really, you know, double down on on what we've been doing. You know, it worked in our favor uh, last Sunday. So, I mean, the goal still remains to go out there and win races. Nothing changes there. It's just we have the the relief of getting that first win and validation that, hey, we can go out there and do this. So that will just continue to be our goal. We'll try and win some more. Did you walk in the garage area a little bit different? This week than last? Yeah, I wore a rain jacket because it's pouring. <laughs> it's pretty wet out there, so but yeah, that's the big difference really. All right, thank you.
6: All right, we'll come up front to Nate.
4: Nate
5: Ryan of B C Sports. Uh Tyler, question about your car this weekend. Are are you running the uh, the digital dash camera in addition to the mirror? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you, do you do that all the races or
4: there was a couple that we didn't um you know it, I think martinsville and richmond we we opted with not using it, and it was unfortunately um, <laughs> I noticed right away how much that I was using the camera, even though that you know in, in my mind I was using the the mirror um above the camera you know we have them kind of placed similarly together uh so I was pretty interesting those two races that we didn't have it going through the going through the process of. Not having it and just ultimately waking up to the fact that I use the camera a lot more than I thought so um, Yeah, we pretty much run it everywhere. Do you pretty much use it?
5: Exclusively instead of the mirror because I've heard some guys say the mirror doesn't really give you the full
4: It's it's been it's a little difficult. I'm glad we got both uh, with the slots in the rear uh, windshield just depending on the time of the day if it's you know We haven't really raced in the rain or anything like that but uh, you know we did the Martinsville test when it was wet, you know having that mirror or having that camera uh, was was beneficial to, to some of that. So I've pretty much gotten used to using it a lot. Um, yeah, I, if I could tell you what I look at first every single time I look up, I couldn't tell you. I'm probably looking at both. Um, so they both have their have their advantages. You know, you kind of know where and have a good comfort with with the old school standard mirror. Um, but you can see certain things with the camera that you know you wouldn't necessarily see with with your standard mirror. Mm-hmm.
5: And um, it seems as if we got some news this week that it seems as if uh, a street race announcement could be imminent for next season. Uh, just your thoughts, like, have you have you ever done a street race before and do you have any thoughts on, you know, maybe what NASCAR should be looking at in terms of making sure that these cars will run well on a
4: street course? Uh, I mean, street racing is not necessarily legal, so I can't really say I've done it before. <laughs> now, uh, the street course idea is, uh, is, is a cool one. I was, you know excited to see us uh, do um, do what we did on iRacing and, and put together the Chicago Street course. That idea is very exciting to me. Um, you know, I'm always, I don't know, I'm not very, I haven't had a lot of experience on road courses they have been kind of new to me over the last couple of years, um, but, but the thought of a street course to me has been really exciting because I really enjoyed the Roval at first because of, you know, in, I think in turn eight and just some of the corners you had there, you make a mistake you know, in turn one, like at the oval, there's a barrier, boom, you know, you overstep a little bit, and, and two, there's another barrier, so I think the thought of that could, could be really exciting, um, it's just got to make sure that, and I, I feel like, you know, just got to make sure it's not too narrow, and it seemed like Chicago could work, so I'm excited for it, I, I just hope we don't lose, you know, uh, lose a track that, that is also really good for us, too.
6: All right, I think we have a couple questions over to my right, go ahead.
3: Tom Joseph, Griffin Daily News. Tyler, I asked Austin about this. He was very optimistic. Um, in years past, one win for the team can open the floodgates for the rest of the season. Do you feel RCR is in a position to get a win for the three car and another one for you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know it. You know the speed that you know. There's been a couple of races this year where Austin's been just consistently up front all all race long. Um, it, unfortunately, it hasn't been as frequently as as, as they want to hope but they've done a really good job when they've had that speed to stay up front all day, capitalize on it, and get a good finish. So, you know, that could happen anywhere. And, you know, when you looked at the speed he had at Road America, you know, I think they were they're pretty close to where they want to be. Um, so it could be anywhere for either one of us. But certainly, more. Na- I mean, I would like to win again, but i really like to have my teammate in the playoffs with me um, so that we can both take a shot at this as the season unfolds. All right, go ahead. Hey Tyler,
2: Jackson Friber, ATL Sportsfire. First off, congratulations on your first cup win last weekend. Um,
4: how big of a relief for that for you is that just to get that monkey off your back, and does it make you more aggressive the next couple eight re- races going into the playoffs? Uh, it was really nice uh, to check that off the, the list. Um, yeah, it was a huge sense of relief, huge sense of, you know, you know it's, it's validation for all of us. On the aggressive side of things, I, d- I don't... I don't necessarily think I need to get any more aggressive. I think the big thing has just been trying to manage the race for us and manage risk versus reward. So um, I don't know if anything really changed for us as a team. You know, we, we just won a race last time we were on the racetrack. So I think we've uh, been dialing it in and getting closer to where we need to be as a group. And obviously we were in a great spot Sunday. In running the Expendy races, you running later on, do you pick those tracks out yourself? and was that work running in the 48 car? Well, I mean, I... I in, in a sense, yeah, I kind of got to pick and choose, but, too, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I'll run as many as you want. So it, it's worked out, and they've enjoyed having me. We've been able to go out and win a race. Um, and, you know, we've, we've had a lot of speed at a lot of the races. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I've made mistakes. I've, I've done some things that, that uh, I, I normally don't do on Sundays. But it was, it was unfortunately, to, to Big Machine's demise on, on Saturday at Road America, I drove through too many boxes leaving. And had I not made that mistake with them, I may have made it on Sunday. So it, running, running both has been beneficial. And, you know, obviously I'm not just using Saturday to learn for Sunday. I want to go out and win with, with that group again. So it's, it's been helping me for sure. Would you credit your experience last Saturday in the x race and the 48 car in helping you win on Sunday? Um, I mean, it, it, in, in, in ways, yes. It, it's not as, as big of a benefit as it used to be. The breaking, mo- the breaking points, the decel rates of the car—you know—the handling characteristics are a lot different now. Um, I just, after spending so much time in, in the Cup car and, and it had been a while since I ran an Xfinity car in a road course, I just forgot how scary and sketchy the Xfinity cars are. I mean, you—one little mistake, a little bit of wheel hop, you're gone. And the Cup car is, is a lot of fun, but you can just attack, attack, attack. Um, you know, those cars are pretty hard to upset, so um, they're they're a lot different for sure now. Thank you, and good luck this, this weekend. Thanks.
6: All right, we're going to come up front to Jeff Gluck, please, right
2: here. Um, I apologize. I don't, I don't really know this, but I understand that, you know, you, like, ran for Bloomquist, and, you know, you had success on dirt, you know, in California growing up. But what, did you, like, did you get it in a car? Were you, like, fast right away? Were people like, oh, yeah, that kid just has it? Did it take you a few years to work up to it? Like, at what point in your life, where did people start to go? Oh, Tyler Reddick, he has—he seems to have speed, or he's fast, or wh- like, how did you?
5: How did that evolve for you?
4: Yeah, it seemed like, you know, getting eighty percent of the way there, like hopping in something and getting up to speed for me, growing up was never really a problem. It was—it's always kind of been the, the the little things that that I struggle with in the Cup Series, just closing out the whole race and dirt late models, kind of the same thing. Um, ironically, I've never even thought about that, so you asked me, so, um, but yeah, you know, when I jumped from the different classes running outlaw cars when I was younger, you know, I felt like I could kind of get right where I needed to be and be competitive right away. Jumping into a midget kind of got speed right away when I was younger, you know, non-wing sprint car, same thing. Um, the late model was the one that was kind of surprising. It was so much different, never really had driven a car with fenders or, you know, a body on it, and, uh. You know, I was able to get up to speed pretty quickly in, in that heavy of a car. So I've kind of, thankfully, always kind of had that And on dirt. You know, in asphalt, it was a little bit different when I hopped in and ran it. You know, Mobile, Alabama with Schrader for the first time. I was getting lapped like crazy. I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, same thing. Salem was kind of a struggle. But, you know, I got to the bigger tracks where you're sliding the car around, like Rockingham for my first K&N start, NASCAR K&N start. Um, it, it just seemed to come quick. So, that type of racing where you're you're sliding the car around and having to kind of use your car control really helped me to be able to be aggressive, go out there, make the mistake, catch the car, learn from it, move on, and, and get closer and closer. That's just the way that I learned growing up. I guess I just learned it I'm guessing I just learned a lot of those you know tendencies and just driving style from that lock art because a lot of things would just happen really really fast you know you'd have to bend it in the corner and you might be two sideways to straighten it up back and forth like you know we were running around place like Cycland and red bluff cycling was kind of the big wide open uh, run the fence run the cushion almost reminded me of Knoxville a little bit you know but the scale for those outlaw carts and then red bluff was your little bowl ring where you got to muscle up go drive it in there be aggressive i just think racing those outlaw carts um, in my opinion just kind of laid down the great foundation for me it taught me a lot of car control the sense of speed was was, was pretty big you know uh, a couple years ago i went out and got to drive a car around cycling again for the first time in like 10 years and you know I'm, I'm a lot older now and i go 180 90 miles an hour around a racetrack um, but the speed that I had at cycling was kind of surprising. So I think I just learned a lot of great things from those cars. And, you know, I know if you if get a chance to ask Kyle about it, too, I'm sure he would have some interesting opinions. But I feel like I learned a lot of who I am as a driver from those outlaw cars.
6: All right, Tyler. Congratulations again on that win. Thanks for spending some time with us this weekend. And uh, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow.
4: Yeah, thank and you And this guys. afternoon, I should say. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we could all use some luck with those letters.
1: Thank you. All right, Kyle. Tyler Reddick uh, got his first cut win. Moving on to Loudon this weekend. So, guys, uh getting close to the end of the show here, I want to first of all thank Kyle for being part of it tonight. Uh Big Diamond Speedway. And Ken, Bruce, show, showing us the way of what's happening at a big diamond here, guys, and uh, Turtle over there at NASCAR camping. Check them out, uh, Kyle. I don't know if you can hear me, but I talked a while ago about the twelve race series that Kyle Larson's starting next year. And we're going to kind of ride this thing on out, guys. Hey, we'll be back Monday night. Take somebody racing. Thanks, Roddy. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, Kyle, man. Thank you, man. I know you're busy. Busy guy. Hi, right, we're going to do one more, baby. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Check me out on TikTok. 10,000 followers plus. Good job, I appreciate it.